0: Welcome, and uh, we're excited to be here for our first podcast session, Building Winning Practices Powered by Secure. We're excited to be here, and we've got two special guests, Randy Joseph from Secure Financial Group, Secure Asset Management, Chief Compliance Officer, and we have Mark Josephic here from RIA Golf Outing, and we're going to hear some industry insight and expertise from these two gentlemen. So enjoy, and let's start with Randy. How you doing, Randy? Oh, good, Brian. Thank
1: you so much. It's, it's great to be here, and it's uh, great to be with the Secure Financial Group. You know, I uh, started in the business about 25 years ago, right about the time Secure Financial Group was born. And, you know, you mentioned building winning practices, and that's really what we practice every single day. And over the past, really, 15 years, I have witnessed a winning practice continue to evolve and become ever greater every year and the success of the secure financial group over the years has really been amazing and I know we're going to get into some of those details but to go from start to where we are today it has been an exciting journey and it feels like we're just getting started so thank you it's great to be here yeah glad you're here
2: Mark Josephic thanks for having me Brian It's just been quite a journey. I've been licensed for 35 years and kind of been working actually with the registered investment advisory family since 1994. So for those of you that uh, are looking for an advisor or know what a registered investment advisor is, it's a different classification, but I have to tell you, it's something that I kind of stumbled in upon in 1994 and everybody kind of wants to know, how did you know that this registered investment advisor process of helping clients and being on the same side of the table, kind of eliminating some of the conflict of interest that may have been back there in the early, back in the 80s and 90s at banks and different type of brokerage firms. So it's just been a pleasure to uh, be a part of the RIA, registered investment advisor community, and I'm just happy to be here to share with the audience some some of the great stories, maybe some of the war injuries that I've had over the years, and I'm still alive to talk about it.
0: Well, we're glad to have you here and we're looking for a lot of that insight and sharing some of the uh, nuances of kind of being a trailblazer in uh, RA fiduciary world. So tell us a little bit more.
2: Well, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been involved with the Secure Group um, for quite a while. I probably, probably met over golf. Um, I've been doing golf and relationship building. So for those of you On this that are younger than me which is probably the majority of you I would have to say just my theme for today my thesis I guess for this podcast is gonna be just relationships networking the people that you meet the people that you hang out with are the most important part of who you are not only in your personal life your faith but also your business life I can't tell you enough skills and behaviors and some other things, technical skills can be taught or can be learned, but your interaction with your fellow coworkers or the industry that you get yourself involved with is just so important. And I'm just, I'm, I'm hopefully going to just be put in a box someday, you know, six feet under um, with my network still alive and everybody realizing that, uh, hey, Mark introduced us. Uh, that happens a lot and I feel very happy that it just happens that people get introductions through me just because I I care about the person on the other side. Brian, I've been asked, why do you just help people connect? I'm like, well, I just care about the two people and I just think there's a reason for them to meet each other. It's as simple as that. One of the things is
0: it's unique is being able to, understand that when other people are better it makes us all better and it's exciting to watch grow when people are doing good things and they have people that are helping and promoting
2: them do good things well that brings me to your summit I got the chance this year to attend the secure investors group summit here in uh, beautiful Birmingham Michigan I'm an Ohio State fan, so hopefully no one's going to turn off the uh, station because of that. But I love coming up here. I've been coming up here for good almost 15, 17 years uh, in a business capacity, my territory. Um, but, Brian, I just wanted, and Randy, I wanted to share with you that I think that part of what I feel the industry has evolved into, you guys were doing at your summit, right? It's it's a community. It's it's a village. I know some of those terms sound kind of corny sometimes, but I really believe that the chance for me, I think I might have known two or three people in the whole room of 70-some people or so that day, uh, that evening. Um, You know, the get-together before, the all-day sessions, and the evening dinner, I'll be the first one to tell you the sessions have never been my, you know, ballywag to just sit in a conference room or a ballroom and listen to folks, even though I need to listen to some of the content, as do other professionals for their clients for what we call you know continuing education credit there needs to be that um, education but once again um, your summit just provided a great opportunity to network and to get to meet um, you know an advisor that I've never met that heard about in Fort Wayne Indiana a a city and a territory in a prior life that I covered a lot and had never run into this advisor and just talked about all kinds of different things that's to me where you guys have um, continued to build what I believe is just where the industry needs to continue, and that is to just be a large study group or a large community and network all the time. So in theme with that, you've developed
0: over the years the RIA golf outing and and networking event. Tell us a little bit more. Tell us some of the places you go. You know, you can share some of the people that you meet, but tell us a, a little bit more about how your outings work.
2: That's a great question. So I had an opportunity back in like 2007, 2008 uh, with a former employer to do some golf outings and they've kind of grown now to this past year. uh, We had nine golf outings for registered investment advisors, financial advisors, certified financial planners, but they all kind of encompass that term of helping people with their investments. How many people would you have attend those? Well, we had over 500 people play golf. And um, I think the interesting part for maybe someone listening or someone who's in the industry, um, I find it kind of pretty remarkable because if you're a financial advisor, a doctor, a lawyer, I mean, to get you out of your house and then get you out of your office to show up on a golf course with a 100 other people because you want to be there. And honestly, Brian, there are times when some people don't want to leave. We have to kind of kick them out. (laughs) Uh, You know, you need to go home. Um, But then again, I have people say, hey, can we do this again next Wednesday? So where I'm going with this is I think that there's just this need um, for camaraderie, for a chance to get together, to share stories, ideas, winning practices, um, you know, and just share what's going on because everybody has their own desires and actually specialty and that is to take care of the end client so that requires a lot of attention and for you to kind of be on top of you know maybe watching the stock market or just looking at clients activities and changes in their movement of money with family events um, different things that happen that's what a financial advisor does the fiduciary model that you mentioned that's important but to also what's important is you need to step outside of that busy world That you're accountable to to your clients and enjoy meeting with other doctors or attorneys and in this case it'd be financial advisors so i was pretty happy with it um i'm gonna probably have 15 golf outings next year so the biggest challenge is the calendar honestly
0: yeah that's a lot of golf outings and from personal experience i've attended a few of them last year and it's really special how well it's organized the people that attend You know, I ended up, um, one of the courses in Indiana, I played with a a gentleman, his name was George, and he had his grandkids that were getting into the business, they were still in college, and I had a great time meeting him and his grandkids, and how they were trying to learn the business, you know, they were still in college, so they were having a good time. But that's also part of what it is, is connecting with younger people to grow them up into the business, which was special, special day. What's your experience, Randy?
1: Just to reiterate what Brian had said, it is very well organized. And I, too, was at the event down in Indianapolis. What a, what a great event. And I know Mark, being a Buckeye fan, is going to love to hear this. But one of the attendees is a financial planner that played football for Michigan State. He was actually a quarterback. And so for many years he went on to coach quarterbacks with Mark D'Antonio. So it was great to meet him at the event and then to go back again this past year and see him again. They're special people. And the event is very special if you think about it. To have a hundred advisors that are in that local area to participate and to be able to just have some camaraderie with and play golf and have fun. It's a different attitude, it's a different environment. And it's one that you meet some great people and you always learn something. There's a lot of talent in the room, that's for sure.
0: I think it's one of those things that you always say at the beginning of the event. You instruct everybody, hey, you're here, let's participate. And you say, meet three people, right? Meet three people, meet three new people. And tell us a little bit more about your speeches before the events.
2: Well, maybe I'll have to thank my wife of 37 years. She once coined me the carnival cruise director on land. Like, you don't need water, honey. You just need (laughs) land because that's where you (laughs) seem to thrive. I've never been on a cruise, so uh, maybe I am just a land mammal. Um, But, uh, yeah, Brian, I think that, you know, I I always say that my my industry golf outings, because I want their spouses to realize is they are at an industry event, you know, because, I mean, some of us – you know, play a lot of business golf and we kind of get harassed a little bit about it, you know, for people that don't understand that. Um, I mean, why did doctors always take off on Wednesdays when I was a kid, right? You never could go to the dentist or the doctor because that was their golf days. I think that's part of when I look back, that's kind of how I first might be had this idea that why are they all taking the same day off? Well, it's the only day they're all get together and do their, you know, whatever they do at at the golf course, play golf and bet money and do all those kind of things. So I think that
0: now you're going to have a whole bunch of people claiming that they're doctors of the financial industry (laughs) taking off on Wednesday to golf, right? I don't know if
2: they still do, but that's just what I recall (laughs) as a kid. So I just labeled, you know, golf is a four letter word, but the three letter word is just fun, right? I just want people to have fun. And Brian, to your point one day, I just, I don't know, is this a Dale Carnegie thing? You know, I thought to myself, I don't know. It's just, Hey, You need to meet at least three new people, right? And there's (laughs) 70, 80, 100 people in here. You probably have already met three people. I don't do name tags, right? I don't think name tags, that's just not my thing to do name tags. Um, But everybody kind of gets a list of everybody who was there. So I just want you to enjoy the time that you have with everybody and then decide what to do with that relationship. For those of you that know a little bit about a site called LinkedIn, I mean, it's a great way. I used to have to keep hundreds of business cards and then, of course, you know, I'm so old that when someone left a job, you kind of lost track of where they were. Do you still then, have a flip phone? No, I think I just threw my Palm Pilot away, <laughs> which was one of the very first smartphones. But for those of you LinkedIn it's just a powerful way to, you know, keep that network alive and to connect with people. Because I do think that, you know, not only could you further your career, but also maybe um, just have a relationship, and you never know what could happen later in life with 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 networking with people.
0: Who are some of the other people that you met on the on the golf outing? He yeah, also so
1: played golf with uh an advisor at the Indianapolis outing that was from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, very interesting. He's he does some RIA business and does some alternative investments and just a very interesting individual. We had a great time. He was actually in the group I played with and we have connected since then there's a real opportunity. He's going to be coming to our office in Troy, Michigan, so we're looking forward to seeing him, and it looks like there's a, an opportunity for us to do some business together, so kind of interesting and
0: productive in that case. So it's building winning strategies and practices and connecting by making other people better to make everyone better, so tell us a little bit more about yourself, Randy. Randy. So
1: I I guess uh, how about you know? a little
0: claim to fame do you yeah, mind yeah. so uh, <laughs> claim to fame
1: a uh, couple of items uh, I was on CNBC with Jeff Gunlock and uh, well maybe I should clarify that a little bit <laughs> He was being interviewed, and I was standing behind him. (laughs) Uh, But So
0: you were an extra. I guess I was an extra. (laughs)
1: And that kind of gets back to being in this business and meeting people and attending events like the golf outing, like the different events, like our Advisor Summit. You think about it, you get 70 or 80 advisors from all across the country, and they're sharing items that help them be successful, and we're able to help them and share valuable information that can help them build a winning practice. So, you know, it's a win-win situation. To go to loan in this business today is difficult. It's a moving target, and the business changes. I feel like it changes almost daily. And so to stay in front of that and make sure that, you know, you've got a team to rely on and use as a resource, and that's really what we do.
0: But I think also what's important is, is though it's changing constantly, you want to be consistent. So if you're gonna go and you're gonna work connecting system, marketing system to get in front of people, the more consistent you are with working that approach or that marketing effort is gonna make you more successful by the long haul. Building a winning practice is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And you've gotta take the time to really put the effort in to do the work, to do the research, and to make sure that you're consistent, not only consistent with your clients, consistent with your business practice approach. You had mentioned, Mark, that you started in the business in 84. Tell us a little bit about where you started, how you ended up starting there, and kind of give us a little bit of a path of that. It was very early on in this type of approach of business.
2: Yeah, it might not be your classic story, but before I do that, I want to go back to something you said and Tom and Randy said because I think it's a winning practice and developing a winning practice means you the old guy needs to hand off some of the responsibility to the younger folks. So I'm going to talk to the younger folks and that is, you know, hopefully you can attend the golf outings. The golf outings aren't just 50 and 60 year old financial advisors there's starting to be some 20s and 30s, to your point about the grandsons. I think that's hugely important because I think that's where they're going to learn as well because um, you're probably busy. I mean, you're the one that's controlling your practice and your firm and all the responsibilities that come with that. So I would just encourage those of us that are um, kind of on the back nine, to use the golf phrase, or the the back three of our careers um, on, on the 16th tee, um, let's let's make sure we're getting the younger people involved. And I think that's sometimes I think maybe an inhibitor to younger people not coming in the industry because they see their boss going, doing things, and they're not being able to do that. But then again, there could be a chance to, you know, meet a Brian Spencer or Randy Joseph and kind of get a different perspective in their 20s and 30s. So I just wanted to add that. As a grandfather now, so I know that there's, you know, uh, a chance maybe one of my grandkids might want to get in the industry. I hope they do. But back to your Question. Yeah, honestly, I mean, this is going to sound a little odd, maybe, but I happen to be out in California and uh, my dad played a little bit with the stock market on a very first generation IBM computer that was like, you know, so big. And um, I just was told that I need to get licensed. So I got licensed as a stockbroker. That, that term still exists. And um, lo and behold, I went to a bookstore. In Palo Alto, California, where it's actually where my parents were living, and a lot of things happened in Palo Alto, California. Um, my dad was actually in the semiconductor business. He worked for a little company that I didn't know who it was at the time called Intel. So he, you know, has met Michael Dell and, and all the Bill Gates, so that's, that's, that's how old I am, that's how old my dad is. He's still alive and got some great stories, but there I was.
0: We should get him on this podcast. Yeah, really, really
2: I, I have interviewed him and, and saved it. Yeah. Great idea. I gotta get all those business cards. He's got business cards of all those uh now famous people in a in a box somewhere. I've got to go track them down in the attic. But uh I bought a book called How to Be Your Own Stockbroker by Charles Schwab. I still have the book. And after reading the book, I was like, I wanna go to work for that guy. So I did. In downtown San Francisco, I answered phones from 6 a.m. to 1.30. For those of you that don't know, that's the stock market opens at 6.30 California time and shuts down at 1. Um, for those of us that are, when you're young and no kids and no wife, that's that's a good time to get off at of work at 1 o'clock. But uh, all joking aside, um, I went to work for Mr. Schwab at uh, the headquarters there in San Francisco. And kind of the rest is history. I just kind of fell, fell my way into working with financial advisors could it just seem like, Hey, I'm going to switch over and quit answering this call center phones and go over and maybe help these financial advisors. And so, you know, I've done that since uh, 1994.
0: And so you were at Schwab for a period of time and then you moved over to TD Ameritrade. TD
2: Ameritrade. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's where kind of the, the golf outing
2: started. Yeah. I want to, I have kind of these, I guess they're called proverbs. I just have these little sayings that I've developed over the years. And, um, TD Ameritrade, which for those of you that have followed our industry, is no longer uh, a company. They were purchased by another former employer of mine, Charles Schwab. So as of September, uh, they no longer exist. Rest in peace, TD Ameritrade. Um, But TD Ameritrade, it was kind of that crossroads of my career, Brian, of my age, where I was, what I've done. So it was the first time in my life that I learned, to use a sports analogy a little bit, It's really as important the name on the back of your jersey as it is the name on the front. I grew up in a generation where it was always about the name on the front of your jersey. And um, I don't know where I'd be differently if I realized that people want to talk to me first and get to know you first, not necessarily the famous name on the front of your shirt. So are you Um, thinking
0: that there might be a guest appearance of Charles Schwab at one of the uh, golf outings. You think you know he's a, he's quite the golfer.
2: That is true. Yeah. I uh, I know they and they sponsor uh, they sponsor the Senior Tour. There's the Charles Schwab Cup. So I know he's uh, he's an avid golfer. We have never played golf together. I did give him a cigar once. That's a funny story because <laughs> he had his first grandchild when I had my first son, and he happened to walk through the call center that day, and so I was handing out candy, cigars, and real cigars, and. I saw him about a decade later and, of course, went up to him and said, oh, Mr. Shaw, you probably don't remember, but 1989, you had your first grandchild, and I had my first child, and I gave you a cigar. He said, oh, yeah, no one gave me a cigar when I had my first grandchild, so I do remember that. And of course, some of my buddies teased me that there's no way he remembered that. That guy's too busy. He didn't remember that. I said, <laughs> Well, I don't maybe know. maybe you'll hear this and be like, eh, you know,
0: uh, I probably should attend to, you know, Mark, Mark's uh, golf outings, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> but yeah, so thanks, Brian. So I was able to continue being the Carnival Cruise Director. Um, and it, it is amazing to me that you do have to have the foundation, the service, the products, right? You have to have all of those pieces together even if the name on your back of your jersey is what you lead with. Um, for those of you baseball fans, the New York Yankees have never had names on the back of their jerseys. And if you ever look at the former roster and probably the number of Hall of Fame players, not one of them ever had their name on the back of a jersey. I'm a big Cincinnati Reds fan. I, Tigers are my American League team. The names, from what I remember, have always been on the back of their jersey. Right, And so that's just a different foundation, but you have to be able to play on the field and you have to be able to have the organization behind you, the products, the services, the technology platform, and all those things to then validate what's on the front of your jersey, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And it's also the people that you surround yourself with. Your teammates. Yeah, your teammates. Your resources. You know, it was interesting. I read Charles Schwab, one of his books, and then Joe Ricketts wrote a book. And it's interesting because they were competitors, but they were friends. You know, Charles ended up purchasing TD Ameritrade, but it's interesting how they went through and how they did their business and how they grew their business, the trials and tribulations. And as everybody goes through those trials and tribulations on building a practice or a business, you're not alone. And there's always good people to assist and help that charge forward.
2: No question. We were kind of talking a little earlier, and I'll just add that I always believe every every great entity, every great company, every great band started in the basement or garage. And so, those of you that are getting ready to start something, or think about breaking away from an existing, you know, employer, uh, everybody started at the same place. No one ever starts at the penthouse suite on the twenty-seventh floor of Forty Wall Street. It, that's 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 what it happened. You'll see that. That's what you see in movies. And maybe even here on podcast, but that's not where it all starts. So Brian's right, you know.
0: That's really where my dad and and I started. We we started working in the basement, and I went down there one day and I said, Dad, we got to get out of the basement here. So we ended up going to a different basement. It just happened to be in a building, but <laughs> <laughs> and then it's obviously evolved since then. But you know, it's definitely a journey. Mark, I got to
1: tell you, it's been a pleasure. This past year, I attended a couple of your outings. And the year before, also a couple outings and in different cities. So I know you're adding cities to the agenda for this upcoming season. So where are you going to be playing next
2: year? Well, uh, it's it's exciting. We pretty much have so far stayed here in the Midwest. So those of you, you know, in the Ohio area, Cincinnati and Columbus, of course, we've mentioned Indianapolis over in Indiana. Uh, We do a nice event uh, in Chicago. Um, we're going to, of course, we have an m- amazing event here up in, uh, up in Detroit in uh, late June, but we're also going to add Philadelphia, Kansas City. Uh, there's some interest in Minneapolis. Maybe we'll go a little bit west, maybe Phoenix. So this is all just driven by demand. It's nothing that I've done any like Nielsen market research or anything like that, Randy. It's just completely uh, word of mouth and we just kind of roll with it and it's just amazing how people want to network and be with each other
0: it's great that you know and you can feel free to mention some of the sponsors that you have at these events because they're a big part of these outings in being able to collaborate learn new strategies meet new people and having the sponsors there's a big part of the evolution of your outings right
2: Well, no question. And, of course, Brian, your company has been involved in multiple cities as well. Actually, we even forgot about Denver. You know, Brian was kind enough to, hey, you're doing one in Denver? Let's do it. And uh, we did it amongst all the red rocks. It was just incredible. You could actually hit a ball off of one of the big red rocks.
0: That was cool. It was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. It was a par three. It's pretty pretty impressive for an Ohio boy to see uh, these huge red rocks that came out of the ground somewhere back and gosh knows when. But, uh, yeah, the sponsors are important, not only for me, because truthfully they actually pay for the event, but also I think that there's content, right? There's content at the Advisor Summit for those of you that might get a chance to attend with what Secure does. Uh, There's also content from what I believe are just industry folks, whether they work for a software company or an investment product company, uh, investment services Uh, marketing firms, whatever may be the case for what's out there to help you grow and have a winning practice, then um, they're also there. And I think that's important as well, not to just meet with your peers that we've kind of spent a lot of time talking about, but I think that spending time with folks that spend time in the industry um, and helping you with the services that you provide your clients is important to hang out and kind of get to know them as well.
0: The sponsors do that, but the advisors that attend, it's all free of charge there. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. It's nice for an advisor to be able to go to an event, not have to pay for an event, and meet new people, meet new industry evolutions. On the beginning of the event, every event you take a few minutes
1: and you have those sponsors get up and talk a little bit. How do you say it? Be brief.
2: Be brief, be bright, be gone. (laughs) Folks, I give them them two minutes. It's kind of like speak dating, I guess. It is, and (laughs) it's great. You
1: know, the two minutes that they take, I mean, it's it's really good. It's informative. I, I look forward to that every year, so
0: thank you. Thanks, Randy, for everything you do to make today happen, and Mark, I can't thank you enough for sharing about your experiences and your way to continue to connect people. It's very in sync with what we do at Secure Financial Group. And one of the things that you can always do, you can always find out more information about our company at Secure Financial Group, and that's a securefg.com. securefg.com. And follow us on LinkedIn at Secure Financial Group. And Thank you very much. Looking forward to the next show.